The award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Greg Fleet. Yes, Greg Fleet has arrived, courtesy of Fleet Management. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Hey, it's a good day to be here. It's moral dilemmas today. Ah, uh, what better man to have on board? We'll be knee-deep in moral dilemmas and gratuitous Blakey impressions in no time. Oh, AC Blakey, it's just a couple of bats. We'll have uh, some more Big Brother poetry. Oh. And as promised yesterday, but we didn't get round to it, and that's really part of the problem, what our listeners love and hate about this program. Uh oh. Yes, it's all coming up on Get This along with Martha and the Muffins. <laughs> and we ran a Today Tonight phone poll to ask whether Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier talk way too much crap on their program of theirs and simply get in the way of the music. Well, 96.4% of callers said yes, they do, with only 3.6% of people saying no. So there you go. That was Dragon with oh. Young Years here at Get This. You couldn't fit two of them into a veto. <laughs> the Mercedes-Benz veto bringing you Get This. Good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard myself, Tony Martin, that man, Ed Cavalry, and Greg Fleet's here. Hey. Hey. A big fan of uh, Dragon, and uh, not many listeners may know this, but uh, the, uh, that Dragon who just uh, performed that song was actually the second Dragon in the most recent Harry Potter film. The one who, uh, the one who fights the uh, the kid from the other school from. Uh, the That's Alemania. simply inaccurate. I remember driving <laughs> through the. Uh, out I was driving in a van through outback Queensland on one of those comedy tours once, yeah, yeah. and I remember seeing a sign and it had a silhouette of Todd Hunter and it said uh, Hunter Brothers next five hundred meters. Oh my and god! And the and I bet you didn't see one. They no, we didn't see one. Yeah, of course. We thought we hit Todd at one point. <laughs> you see, we got out, but it wasn't. You quite often see dead members of. Of New Zealand stroke Australian bands along the ro the roadside <laughs> in those areas, but you never see a live one. <laughs> uh, Ed, while you're away, we had Fleety in a couple of times, and the show would just disappear off. <laughs> it's changed down the street to the point where no one would be listening because we'd just be doing Blakey impressions for ourselves. So hopefully you'll be able to keep it on course. All right, I'll see what today. I can do. But I was loving it. I heard some of the podcasts. I love it. Oh look, you know, a lot of people said the show was over. A lot of people said it was fistery. <laughs> <laughs> That is, because link. those jokes are about three weeks of history. And the link, the link back, we've forgotten where it came from. See, <laughs> if someone's just tuning in today, they'll be going, what's that about? No, well, actually, the trouble is it sounds like it's about something you've seen, and it's not. It's relating to Otto Fister, mm -hmm. who was the... Uh, Still is. He's been extended to 2008. Coach of Germany? Togo. Togo. Togo, sorry. Mm. German coach of Togo. See, co coach of Germany is what people would be expecting. Oh, of course. It's, uh, the coach of Germany is... Uh, is the, um, Jürgen Klinsmann. Jürgen Klinsmann, who is a great player and handsome yeah. and lives in America. Speaking yeah. of judges, what's happened with uh, McNaught? I see it's all oh. for... No it gives them the chance oh, yeah. to run the headline, oh. all for McNaught. They were waiting oh. for that. In the paper today. What did she come? Oh, Over she was, 20th, because she didn't make the top 20. She's really? like 47th, right, but good. she got to be sleezed on by Donald Trump. <laughs> Every little I, girl's dream. I think that's what it was all about. <laughs> that's that's living the dream right there. But I feel I feel bad for her boyfriend, because uh, Hawkins's boyfriend, Jake Wall, is Australia's darling of primetime now, and yes. described in the uh, woman's... Weekly this week, uh, Greg, as a TV hopeful. As a male oh. role and TV hopeful. A TV well, hopeful. So her McNaught's boyfriend is a TV, you know, no hoper now. Oh. 
he dear. he dreams of being a TV yeah. hopeful. <laughs> Everyone's everyone has to have some sort of dream. But I love those headlines like all for McNaught. <laughs> there was one in in Scotland once, and they've actually used this twice. Whereas there's a team called in uh, Caledonian Thistle who are a very ordinary team, like oh. third, fourth division. And they beat uh, Celtic, which never happens, you know, right. like hardly ever happens. And the, the sub-editors must wait for this to happen because the headline on the back of the paper was Super Cali Go Ballistic Celtic Are Atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> they did the same thing for... Uh, <laughs> the same thing for uh, Lisbon versus oh, yeah? Calais. Super oh, yeah. Calais, Lisbon, da da da. Oh, right, yeah. right. That's great. You just, anyone, you know, any team called Calais, you'd hope they were really bad, but every now and then they beat someone whose name rhymed with Eltic. <laughs> well, it's all for McNaught. Oh. That's the best headline since uh, our soccer coach was described as a dinky die on the front oh, of the ouch. Sydney Morning Herald. That's I have to have a shower now. That's obscenely wrong. Hey, I just saw you flipping through the paper before, mm-hmm. looking for really topical stories we yeah. could open the show with. And, of course, you've stopped on a photograph of Paul Cronin. Oh, now, uh, the crone, <laughs> I don't actually have any uh, any real material on the crones himself, but I did a TV show once. Uh, we should actually get hold of it, a copy of it, and just play some of the audio, because it was called yeah. Matthew and Son. Every time you come in, we reach into the archives <laughs> and find out when you were Delivery Man 2 <laughs> oh, on Delivery- Prisoner. We should try and find Delivery Man 1 and see if he's still a bit, you know, he's still down on me. Yeah, he's bitter and twisted. Yeah, yeah. But look, this was the first thing I did, and uh, it was called Matthew and Son. Paul Cronin was the lead. Oh, I've and, seen uh, this. This will come on like uh, Midnight to Dawn TV. It's a telly movie. Yeah, it's all, It's sort of like, yeah. a, I thought you were going to say, it's an advertorial. <laughs> I was going to go, oh, go easy. If it is an advertorial, <laughs> it's an advertorial for thin blue leather ties. <laughs> yeah, for, for selling bad acting. <laughs> That's what you're wearing. It's well, 1984 or 1984, something. yes, indeed. And Nicole Kidman played my girlfriend. You, everyone who comes on the show seems to have done something... <laughs> Obscure with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I was going to say obscene. I was going to say crap, actually. <laughs> well, it's very crap, and uh, I, don't, I don't... Who do you play? Who I, do you play? I play a guy called Jim Finn, <laughs> which is kind of like the, the obscure Finn brother who never made it into any big bands. But... Um, I'm the bad influence on, on Darius Perkins, who was the uh, the star. He was the original... Um, here's the guy Jason Donovan took over from in Neighbours. Wow. So he was the original Scott. But, oh, uh, was Jason Donovan a replacement for yeah, Scott? Yeah, was yeah. there another Scott that yep. did the switch yeah. yeah. Just yeah. as there was an, originally, <laughs> there was another Carl Stefanovic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Until the two was his name. They brought in the Stefanovic <laughs> Five Thousand. Doctor Carl Stef- Doctor Stefanovic. Doctor Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> Doctor Stefanovic. But uh, yeah. He, so uh, what did you do with Paul Cronin? And there was one bit where I, I Paul Cronin was uh, I don't know how you describe it without being offensive, but terrible is very one word. Um, uh, but he had bits of script stuck all over the inside of the Land Rover because um, he couldn't <laughs> learn it. It wasn't like he was... A, it wasn't he, the Brando technique. It was sort of the Brando technique, but without the incredibly <laughs> amazing, passionate skill. <laughs> but, uh, it was sort of... Uh, you know, he, was, he was a nice guy. He said to me one day, look, Greg, I mean, for example, you know, uh, if you know, if I was to play Ham, uh, Macbeth, it would be very different than the way you played Macbeth. And I thought it certainly would be because I'd probably learn the lines and and uh, do it reasonably well. But uh, <laughs> I just want to see Macbeth saying, "Damn this war!" VKC, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sherl, uh, Macbeth here, uh, three witches, check them out, running their plates now. But uh, 
He was like he was a good guy and stuff, but it was it was just a really bad show, and uh, and it didn't go into series surprisingly. But uh, I had to get get stabbed in a quarry, which hurts. You're even getting stabbed in the guts hurts. Get stabbed in the quarry. That's uh, and and then I sort of died. but then they went, oh, we quite liked you as a as a character. So now that, you know I died, and they went, look, I might go to series. And Johnny Young produced it, which is weird. But uh, they said, so after you're dead, just move a bit on the ground. So. I got stabbed and then I had to do a bit of sort of twitchy acting. You know. So that if it went to series... I'd wake up in hospital. And not oh. only that, but they said that I would have woken up a good guy too. Like I was a really nasty, kind of bad influence. And I would have woken up going, oh, I've seen the error of my ways. Now I'm going to be a really top bloke. <laughs> and still in the hospital with the thin tie and the <laughs> sleeves rolled up. Oh, Gavin Wood style. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very houseboat horror. Uh, look, we could easily go to a song at this point, and we probably should, but there's always time for poetry, isn't there? Mm. Oh, do you get into Jamie's poetry on Big Massively. Brother? Oh, I don't only get into it. I've bought some of his work. You know, before he was in Big Brother, I've been a fan of his poetry. For He's years. one of the new beats. And look, people just can't get enough of that poem he did the other night. I've got it tattooed on my back now. We started taking the piss. We were mocking it. Oh. But the tide has turned. People love it. Let's oh. hear it again. The windows, not portals, outward upon freedom of thought, but reflections inward into awkward introversion. These walls have seen strangers, faces so eerily blank and foreign. These faces have seen people, and tears will see them leave. Jamie, return to the lounge. Say nothing of this to your housemates. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. But you know, the thing about Jamie is, my theory is, anything he says could be a poem. Yeah. Don't oh. you reckon? He's that great an artist, do you believe? I reckon everything he says is poetry. I, I really believe that. You just saw me come in and nominate. I put Chris and Max where they are. If it had been in any other circumstance, I wouldn't have wanted to deduct points for myself. The circumstance has a reason, even though I might be saving myself. I don't feel too fantastic about that. It's beautiful. Oh, it's good. And he doesn't feel the pressure to rhyme, which is great. You know? <laughs> oh, no, he didn't have kayfage skills. <laughs> While we were listening to that clip, uh, Craig has just given us snacks. Oh, this what is, are these? This is, this is the mm. greatest lolly experience you can have. It's the Big Boss Cigar. Is this um, hallucinogenic? No, not as such. I mean, not once you, not once you develop a tolerance to it. But... Um, <laughs> They used to be, they're, they're, those, people will know them at, at home, I mean, you know, if it was up to me, we'd have a phone poll on how good they are, because they are the best thing ever. They're the, uh, the pink cigar, basically, and they used to have a red, sort of like, mm. lolly end. As if it was lit. Yeah, but they banned that, because that implies that they're real cigars. And, uh, Someone might get a fake burn. Absolutely. So now you've got to buy a lolly lighter with them, and it gets expensive. <laughs> or, um, they're pretty good. I mean, you know, I uh, Cavalier's hooked straight into his, he knows. Well, I guess we'll be chowing down. Uh, I'm going to write a poem about how good they are. Nikki, well, I'm not. Jamie did. I'm going to read it. Our producer, Nikki, has actually run out of fingers to tell me how many minutes this segment is running over. How so many out of ten they want me to shut up. I think we need a song. <laughs> That's Danny California, the Chili Peppers. Here again, this on Triple M Around the Nation. Greg Fleet is here helping us blow out the running time. <laughs> I'm not going to talk very much at all this break. I've made, in fact, I made a decision. Uh, I made a decision before I even came in that I would try very hard to not speak very much today. In fact, not only try, but actually, no, shut up. 
<laughs> you won't be able to resist commenting on this story. Do you hate the uh, call centre people that call you up and uh, you know throw questions at you about mobile phone plans, that kind of thing? I don't hate them, but there's never been a time when I've gone, Beauty, it's you. You know? like, oh, cool. Wondering thought, when you would call. I thought it was just going to be some annoying friend. <laughs> well, have a listen to what's happened now. Murderers and mafia mobsters have been hired by Italy's state telephone company to run a call centre from inside prison. Telecom Italia has opened a new directory inquiry service inside Rome's largest jail with 1,600 inmates. The Telecom Italian chairman says it helps the prisoners get some work experience and prepare them for when they're released. So if you're getting called by one of these call centres, quite possibly it's the mafia. Yeah, exactly. We've got an offer you can't refuse. It's a $70 value for twenty nine Oh, I, I don't know how they get... Like, if there are guys from the Mafia, it'd be really difficult to find guys from the Mafia going to say, Oh, goodness me, I am from the Mafia, hello. Because it's like, you know, sort of guys from the Mumbai version of the Mafia. <laughs> you got a mobile phone plan? You want to take a drive with Polly? You want to go to the Tar Pits? Is that what you want? You want a phone? You want a phone? Uh. You want a phone. Hey, no, you listen to me. You want a phone. I don't care if you already got it. You want it. Hey, 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 no. You're getting this phone. You're getting it now. You pay the $29. That's it. All right, you're getting bubkis. Because I want bubkis. <laughs> Tick bubkis. <laughs> Press one for bubkis. <laughs> Press one for bubkis. Oh, how I live for the moment someone says that to me. <laughs> From the mafia. All right. Okay, you think this is funny? Call him. Yeah, well, you're laughing at me like, I, like I'm a clown to you? Like I amuse you? I'll press, you, I'll press one for your boob kiss right now. I need information. You going to give me information? Uh, Australia's moral pendulum. Oh, I love to talk about Australia's moral pendulum. Which way is it swinging? <laughs> well, it's swinging like a pendulum do. Back and forth. Always. To and fro. That's how radio survives. What, on, the on the back of the moral pendulum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. This country got great on the back of the moral, the well, back of the sheep and the moral pendulum. <laughs> we are going to be swinging the pendulum uh, later on the show. We want you to call us in with your moral dilemmas. Yeah. But last week we were talking about how you know things have changed. How you know, Big Brother, anything goes. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know, that's kind of a recent thing. Have yeah. a listen to some of these facts I found in this article, fine article by Brian Patterson in the paper the other day. Uh, did you use the word facts then in inverted commas or is it just serious facts? Oh, it's everything's facts on this show. Yeah, okay, cool. Do we ever say anything that's not true? Yeah? Mm. No, not yet. No, not yet. Not so far. No. Why did you look at me when you said not yet? Just looking for your approval, <laughs> Flutie. <laughs> listen to this. In about 1530, uh, Spaniard Alonca de Vargas was burnt at the stake for smiling. <laughs> and a mention of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> and a winking. Smiling. And winking. <laughs> Wasn't there a bloke recently in Victoria that was sacked for smirking? Lost his job for smirking? Really? Oh, it was Peter Costello. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so how's that? You can be sacked. For smiling. Mm. Oh, no, sorry, sacked. When I say sacked, burned at the stake, yeah. what I meant you know, to say. Lose your job, lose your life, whatever, similar thing. But also smiling at the uh, at the concept of the Yeah, is that what he, he did? Did he smile? Someone said Virgin Mary and he grinned and they went, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I needed a grin at the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> this bloke here, Gonzalez Ruiz, was executed at about the same time for saying to an opponent in a card game, you couldn't win this game even if you had God as a partner. Oh. Ouch. Wow. That's like death. Nowadays, have you got Mike Sexton there? That's Nowadays, you can say this. I'm Mike Sexton, saying may all your cars be live and your pots be monsters. 
Oh, when you pot's a monster, that's a freak out. <laughs> you watch the World Poker Tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I only love it when Gary Busey takes part. I love anything Gary Busey's in. I actually Brilliant. went on Joker Poker, the, um, <laughs> the one you? that they had here for comedians to play poker. Yeah. And uh, I thought I was okay at it because I played it online a couple of times and I'd watched it. And I went, and I'm also very lucky. And I went, yep, lucky G coming in. And I lost 10 grand in three hands and I was out. <laughs> and so I which just, comic? Uh, oh, I can't even remember. Some idiot. No, Russell Fletcher was there. Um, but it just went, it literally went lost, lost, lost. And then I had to go upstairs and sit in the loser's lounge with the hosts and, and the, the, American, yeah. the American expert guy. Yeah, there was yeah. a certain amount of double irony in that oh, loser's yeah. lounge, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. And the, the, <laughs> very much so. And the, uh, the American expert guy said to me, so, uh, so Greg, because I called myself the, I, I had some like groovy poker name as well, but uh, he said, uh, so when you uh, had nothing and you kept raising, were you hoping that everyone else had less nothing than you? <laughs> and, and I thought about it and I went, yeah, yeah, I really was. That was my plan. I had like ace high nothing. I'm on a roll. Well, that's what Gary Busey had two deuces and he just went all in. And he was out. He like, was, he was like 25 seconds into the tournament, and he was go he flipped out what I call the Busey Juicy. <laughs> You've got nothing, just two twos. He was oh, gone. He's just, but you know, he was probably hoping that people would go. It's the abuse. I'm not. I'm not going to match wits with the abuse. <laughs> A little later, Pedro Genesta of Barcelona was put to death at the age of 80 for having forgotten what day of the week it was and eating bacon on a Friday. Put to death. Well, that's two crimes. Eating bacon on a Friday, criminal, in my opinion, uh, certainly worth life imprisonment. And forgetting what day of the week it is, bump I just think, you know, I'm all for... I'm all for religion. You know, there's a lot yeah. of good ideas in there. There's a lot of nutty ideas in there as well. But, you know, the thing where you put some money in and it goes to the poor kitties, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, that's Very nice. Good. All the, you know, heads off in business, don't really care for that. No, no, some of it's, yeah, like being kind to your neighbour, uh, helping other people. That's I mean, a good bit. I'm into nice. that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, I'll, uh, the whole... Um, put your missus in a sack and leave her there. Yeah, not so good. God reckons that's a good idea. Yeah, put your kid on a rock and fully stab him. No, no. no. but you know, when did I mean? I reckon. I know there's a book of the Bible. I think it's called, and oh, yeah. it's full of quite specific information. But yeah. does it go as specific as bacon on a Friday? Death. Uh, no, no, it's got death in it, but there's no real reference to forgetting what day of the week it is or bacon. But the, the crime amongst all those things that you've read out seems to be being Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Spanish and they've all been murdered. But, you know, if God is everywhere uh -huh. and God is everything <gasps> and God is love and God is within us, why is he nickel and diming it with the bacon <laughs> on a Friday? Well, he is bacon. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Stop eating me. That must be it. Well, that's uh, religious affairs canvassed. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, no wonder you, were, you studied in that seminary for so long. Uh, we've got moral dilemmas proper coming up, ones that you've been involved in. That'll be soon on Get This. Get This. It's blatant opportunism, exploitation, uh, really taking advantage, profiteering off, off the back of the public's enthusiasm. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Veto on Triple M. Let's get this on Triple M around the nation. Greg Fleet loves this bit because normally we just go straight into the song. Mm. It's not technically part of the uh, cavalcade mm. of antics. So what it means is that any poor humour that I do in this is not... No one can ring up and go, oh, I'm sick and tired of, you know... Because yeah. it's free. I mean, you, they pay for the rest of the show, obviously, to listen. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's, you have to ring up and you put... It's like the gas meter in the old days. You have to put in 50 <laughs> cents for every, every ludicrously bad Greg Fleet joke you hear. <laughs> 
Or press one for Boobkus. <laughs> Up to you. Well, what's happened to our website? Has the entire internet gone down, Nikki? Yeah. Or is it just the Triple M internet? Oh, no, just Triple M. Oh, okay. What was it? They're rebooting. They're rebooting. And how long will that take? Because the podcast is up there. Ah, oh, good. The new Bacon Phil get this podcast. Oh, right. Well, if they're rebooting too, they might want to talk to uh, Otto Fister because he's mm. being a soccer coach. He could show you how to boot or reboot. In fact. It's the free part of the show. Yes. Free, no humour pressure. See how I'm more relaxed. There's no. You don't get that competitive comic tension coming off me. Ed loves to play musical instruments in this part. Do I what? Do you yes. want to just fire up a bit what of guitar? Yeah, I brought a few licks. Oh. Let's oh. Go with it. Very nice. Oh, yeah. is it? Uh, something I've been working on. Dire Straits. Um, Watch me play drums at the same time. Okay. Ready? Yep. Any Two, second now. Two, three, four, five. There I go. Oh my god. <laughs> Where? How does he do it? <laughs> yes, Echo Beach, far away in time. There's like Martha it. and the Muffins. A little bit of a sax to end this off there. I can't believe you're Digging playing it. the sax, guitar, drums, bass, and yeah. singing all at one, all at the one time. No. And making muffins. Making <laughs> muffins. It was unbelievable. Greg Fleet is with us. I get this this morning. You probably spotted that. I know he's a big fan of Deadwood, and uh, oh. I've probably been raving too much about Deadwood I, on the program. I often wonder what the people who don't watch Deadwood are thinking. Of well, about we get it. not he- very much. Heaps of people call in and say, "Good on you for giving it a go." Well, but then someone here told me that they got five minutes into the first episode, and their girlfriend said, "Just turn it off. Can't follow what's going on." Oh, You've got to go further than absolutely. the first ep. Dump it becomes it. Shakespearean. And, and someone I know has now got the first six episodes of the third series. Oh, I've seen the first four. Have you? I I'm Fantastic. not watching any. I, I'm sort of. I'm scared. It's I, I too good. Best thing I've ever seen on TV. You can't expect it to just jump out at you from the first step. That's true. You know, if you want to just sit down and have someone lying in a house going, I like hot chicks. (laughs) I reckon I'm hot. You reckon I'm hot? I'm so hot. I've written a poem about how hot I am. You know, if you just want to work out what something is in the first 30 seconds, watch that. That's true. Oh, look, yeah. But Deadwood, you've got to invest in it. You watch the first episode. First episode, it's dark. Everyone's got a moustache. You can't tell who anyone is. (laughs) You go, I'm not going to watch any more of this. Yeah. Well, the the quotes in Deadwood, too, you know, compared to, like, I'm hot, do you like hot chicks? (laughs) Deadwood's got things like, like, you know. You can't say anything I know. I'm trying to think of ones without swearing, like, Advance the conversation or pick up a broom. <laughs> That's fantastic. But even fart jokes sound intellectual on that show. There's one where the great Franklin Ajay. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, we can't even oh, say the name of his character on air. That's yeah. how fruity the, the show. General. The general. We'll just call him the general. Mm-hmm. And he says to Calamity Jane, I have been known to cut the occasional fart. That's right, yeah. <laughs> They'll even do a fart joke. <laughs> Yep, and is. you somehow feel like you're getting smarter listening yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually looking, as we speak, I'm looking for a Deadwood quote on my mobile phone because friends and I text back quotes to each other. So if I can find one during the show that doesn't have swearing on it. <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, a lot of people calling in saying good on you for getting behind Deadwood. A lot of people calling in saying don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but we do it. like the feedback on this show. Love it. We love to know what it is that people love and yeah. what it is that people hate. Uh, excuse me, what do you like about Get This on Triple M? All that stuff they talk about on there, you know? Stuff that most people are into, like whether robots should cry in movies. Where did Otto Fister go wrong in his uh, campaign for Togo for the World Cup? You know, stuff like that. Is Carl Stefanovic a robot? What kind of top spin do you get on a concrete table tennis table? Was Guy Pearce in a band called Video Rodney? You know, can Steve Gutenberg do a New Zealand accent? Is there only one can laugh on the wedge? How's Tony Mockbell going in Lebanon? What is the Doctor Who equivalent of the new Pope? Will Rebecca Ramon Stamos ever be blue and nude 
in a film ever again. How many coins could you steal from the mint in your undies? What animal would you steal from the zoo? It's a good question. Who's that chick that plays tennis? A man. You know the one? Who's going to die first on that skating show? Is Alexander Downer made entirely from pudding? You know, rock history. They're going back into the archives and, you know, talking about, you know, why was uh, Gary Newman convinced that we were glass? What was that about? Uh, what's that? Thing they do all me plums. I reckon they should do more of that. People copping it in the goalies. Ed Cavalry, that guy, with his, you know, prizes and opal necklaces and dolphins and shit. He's talking about, uh, you know, the best way to rip off uh, all you can eat. You know, avoid non delicious fillers. What other show is giving you that kind of advice? Get this. Yes, well, it's not my cup of tea. It's uh, Ted uh, Juvenile and its outlook uh, for my taste. There's all sorts of unnecessary um, language and implications you know talk about turkey slapping and that kind of thing it's i guess the young people the under 45s are probably uh, into that sort of thing but uh, you know i personally prefer the abc i mean you don't hear clive hale waving his genitalia about i don't find that sort of thing amusing ed cavalier trying to um foist a dolphin made of opals onto some poor person who's probably uh, got no affinity for for dolphins or interest in a, in a dolphin. It's inadequate. That's what it is. It's, it's piss poor. Oh, hang on. So I've just relieved myself on the pavement. Oh, we can use You won't use that, will you? Oh, that's good. See, that's just the sort of stuff that I'm talking about. Why would you put that on the radio? It's misjudged. It's got a bit of a kick to it, though. Yes, that'd be uh, the fray over my head. Here, get this on Triple M, just talking to Greg Fleet off here, and he loved the notion in that mm. Fox Pops of uh, Steve Gutenberg doing a New Zealand accent. I just, I, I thought, Tony well, Martin, he cannot be accused of having too much time in his hands, but he <laughs> uses it in strange ways. <laughs> but that was a real film. We played a bit of it on the show, Don't Tell Her It's Me, where Steve Gutenberg had a New Zealand accent, and because he was such a Kiwi, whenever he spoke, didgeridoo music came up under him. <laughs> I love the way you described that film to me in the break, and you said, Steve Gutenberg, in this film, he had a New Zealand accent and cancer, and that, like, like his accent was so bad it was worse than having cancer. <laughs> That's the plot of this wacky comedy. He's got cancer and a New Zealand accent. I'm not making that up. That oh. would be offensive. But and but yeah, that's that's beautiful when they do that though. The, like New Zealand accent with didgeridoo underneath it, or the the jungle movie where everyone's freaking out, and you hear it in the background, you hear all these like, Row, and then you hear, Row, and then you hear, I'm as cold as ice, <laughs> and you haven't heard that for years. I love that. There's a promo running on our station at the moment. It says you can vote. And you might get a song you haven't heard for years on, and then it goes, You're as cold as ice. <laughs> or this one. So it's a press one for cold as ice. Press two for Steve Gutenberg's New Zealand accent. Press three for boobkiss. Press four to hear these options again. <laughs> press five for this sound. <laughs> Moral dilemmas. There's always moral dilemmas, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chopper Reed. Uh, oh, yes, something, uh, Chopper Reed has uh, raised a lot of money for uh, for charity. Good on him. For a good cause. For, for the Variety Club. Oh, nice. Because nice. No, he's an entertainer now. He's he getting around on a bit of an act. Yeah. Darren Hinch was so disgusted he didn't bother turning up. Oh, uh, what? 
It's like inviting Hitler to a bar mitzvah. Said Derek. Well, not exactly. Not exactly. Yeah. 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 I I would think that would be a little bit. He'd be less likely to have Hitler turn up at a bar mitzvah than you would be to have Chopper Reed turn up at a charity event. <laughs> Darren Hinch didn't think that a criminal who'd been in Pentridge should be at the charity event, which is why he didn't show up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, there's a moral dilemma. Look at this guy. Yeah. Don't don't cut your own nose off if there's a piece of wood in your partner's nose. There you nose. go. What? There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was just, that? That's an old. That's from the Bible. It's an oldie. Yeah. An oldie but a goodie that, from the Book of Fleet. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you... Four verse one. But he, he uh, Darren Hinch, you know, talking about morals, and so he basically goes on TV advertising soft poo. You know, <laughs> eat this and do soft poo. And then, you know, and then you get stuck into... Ch I did a gig with Chopper last night. Oh, really? What, last night? La what? This very, this very day, but only yesterday. Yeah, at, uh, we did a gig together at the uh, the Comics Lounge, and... Uh, he was, um, he was, uh, Did he open with new gear? Yeah, oh, he did all new material. He actually did my material, but I didn't want it. He's the only comic I won't <laughs> criticise for it. Uh, but, uh, he was, he was there and I kind of, I think I tried sucking up to him too much because I got excited and went, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, trouble, you know, like, I'm good friends with Reese Muldoon, who's a, an active friend of ours. And, and Reese is like, they did impress him. Yeah, yeah. Reese knows him because Reese is one of those people who just, Reese is from play school, right? And Reese just rings people up and just goes, you know, yeah, I want to be your mate and just forces himself on people. But Chopper said, yeah, oh, yeah, Reese Muldoon, yeah, I ended up getting stalked by the guy from play school. <laughs> oh, wow. There's you know, like, the next Chopper book right there. <laughs> stalked by Big Ted. <laughs> But uh, he was, yeah, he was, uh, I, I'll have to take that up with him about Darren. <laughs> and so what kind of banter do you and uh, Chopper get up to backstage? Uh, kind of the banter where I say a whole lot of stuff and he just looks at me really silently and looks at me and I think, uh, at one stage we were left alone backstage and by this stage I realised I don't think he liked me very much. <laughs> right. I was trying to be too friendly. I just <laughs> made that terrible mistake of trying to make someone feel at home. Yeah. And uh, he had a screwdriver in his hand and we're alone backstage and he's sitting digging this screwdriver into this wooden box that he's sitting on and I just thought I'm glad that wooden box is there because I'm the next softest thing in the room <laughs> well I guess there's a moral dilemma in there somewhere <laughs> don't provoke men with screwdriver have you got one here? yeah uh, Frodo and Frida our favourite lovebirds this is from the Courier Mail uh, Peregrine uh, Falcons two Peregrine Falcons that the uh, Courier Mail has hooked up a, uh, a webcam for have uh, started to uh, like try and make little falcons. Now, right. The thing is, they've said here you can download a uh, a video of the two uh, of the two birds making love. Now the moral dilemma is: Whoa. if you download that, are you a bird lover mm. or are you a perv? Absolutely. <laughs> that's just that's just feathered porn. <laughs> feathered porn. <laughs> I thought you said it too. You said a pair, I thought you said a pair of green falcons. I'm going, wow, like Ford have got these two love-making cars. There's a website for that, don't worry. Um, look, there are... Tone, what do you got? Oh, well, I've got no time left. That's what oh, I've got. No, no, just give us a quick bit of... What, what's yeah, it, what's okay, this is the kind of thing, because obviously not everyone's, uh, you know, having to go to a charity gig with yeah, Robert yeah, yeah. Reed. Here's, you know, when you want your moral dilemmas asked yeah. or answered, why not say Dear Imogen in the Zoo magazine? Yeah. Um, she's scantily clad, and she's got all the answers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Here's a typical letter to Imogen. Dear Imogen, last weekend I stayed at my new partner's house for the first time. There was a picture of her daughter on the wall, and I realised that I'd slept with her a few months back. Should I say anything? Because <laughs> the daughter's not going to say anything, obviously. <laughs> Mum, that bloke you're sleeping with, 
with the Zapata moustache on, it's clearly just that bloke. See, that's a good moral dilemma. Say anything. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Now we're on the right track. That's the kind of thing we're chasing. Call us with your moral uh, dilemma. Uh, 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 dovetail of oh. what's your favourite lolly? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Do you like big boss guys? I reckon yeah. that guy should say something. You should say, go up to the woman you're sleeping with and go, In your face! <laughs> <laughs> but here's a lolly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Call us now, one triple three five three. That's Green Day when I come around. Uh, we're up a certain mountain. Oh! Oh, and get this at Triple M with Greg Fleet. We've got moral dilemmas. Oh. Who's got one? Ed. Hello, Richard. Hi, 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 uh, Tony, how are you going? Well, we're good, we're good. What's your dilemma, mate? Listen, um, I've been a Big Brother fan for a while and um, I've been managing to hold on to the fact that, you know, I was actually really wanted, watching it for the social, sort of, uh, the mm. social yeah, benefit that you get out of watching people Uh-oh. on television. But yeah. um, last night, Crystal got voted off and that, you know, now my real, I'm just worried that my real reason for watching the show has been, um, <laughs> has been taken off. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think it's probably true because when you said you, you were watching it, you thought you were watching it for the the um, social value you get out of watching people on television. I thought that sounds flimsy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas it was just a uh, fake Norg's Akimbo. <laughs> it was just basically that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just sort of really embarrassed about it. <laughs> but you've confessed it. Does it feel good now? Yeah. I feel heaps better now. Yeah. See, this show helps people. I I, I came to that realization last year because I watched it last year and I've watched it most years. This year I didn't watch it all because I heard they were going to clean up the, the up late bit and they weren't going to have as much sex and stuff like that. And I actually went, ah, uh, you know, this show's beneath me. I'm watching it this year. <laughs> uh, thank you, Richard. Hello, Nick. Nick? Hello. Hey, mate, tell us your dilemma. Um, mate, uh, well, it's not mine. It's a friend of mine. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. He, he split up with a young lady about eight years ago because he, um, he moved away. It wasn't a... Yep. Yep. A decision he wanted to make, but um, yeah, so he's separated from her, and now he's moved back to the same area as her. Six years ago, she got married though, and she's been trying to fall pregnant, so and she Ooh. believes that the husband's not working. Ooh. So now she's got this mate of mine in, and um, oh. yeah, he's a bit of a hired help at the moment. And what she doesn't know is, um, you know, just after she got married, he actually had a vasectomy. Oh, so he's just having practice for fun. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah he's on. just practicing. That's so good. so. what's your dilemma? Well, I what's mean, yeah, they're both good friends of mine, and uh, uh, well, I suppose I'm a bit jealous, but... <laughs> <laughs> my, my dilemma is I want a video. <laughs> so, something like that. <laughs> That's great, mate. I, I don't reckon... Uh, look, it sounds to me like um, she's kind of doing the dirty on the new husband mm-hmm. a bit. And he's kind of doing the dirty on her by going, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll compromise my values just so that we can create life. I reckon uh, you should just sit back and wait for the fireworks to come. <laughs> well, that's sorted out. Thank you very much. Another satisfied customer. <laughs> Who else can we help, I think, Is it Nathan, you there? Yes, yes. Nathan, you're, the, you're our friend with the dessert cups, aren't you? That was yesterday, yes, yeah, exactly. Lovely. Now, what's your dilemma, mate? Well... The, the situation is I'm an American, mm-hmm. and, and most people think I'm Canadian, and I usually just go with that because, you know, they yep. get into the whole war thing and, and I, you know, don't want to be associated with that. But mm. just just recently I found out that Nickelback is a Canadian band. <laughs> oh, oh right. that is a moral dilemma. So I'm, I'm not sure which should I be associated with, yeah. you know, a, a war country or 
Nickelback. Oh, you know. Go the, the war. Yeah, yeah, the war. It's got to be the war. Look, the war's yeah. going to end eventually. <laughs> Who knows how long Nickelback can keep going? Yeah. Less casualties. Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics the lyrics of the war are much better than Nickelback. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm actually hey. an American citizen, and uh, most people think I'm Australian. Mm. And I was, quite, oh, yeah. I was very happy with that, you know. I thought, well, it's much better than being associated with all the kind of right-wing connotations of America. Until Australia became America light. And then I went, uh-oh, now I don't know what. Now I'm pretending I'm Canadian, but I just don't have an accent. Yeah, well, I always tell people it, it's, it's better to be an American than, than an Australian kissing Americans' ass. So. Yeah, <laughs> dig it, dig it. And it's better to be the bass player in Nickelback, as you clearly are. <laughs> and I understand you like your pants around your feet. Uh, is it time to go? Thank you, Nathan. Oh, there's a dilemma. Oh, whether to continue forging on into the next program. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who has a program uh, ready to go. Thanks to everyone who called in with a dilemma. Thank you, Greg Fleet, for coming in. That's all right. Thanks, and, man. Uh, next time I mean I actually have a, a, a bit of poetry. Oh, from... we're not going to look. You're going to do a poem. You've oh, got to do a poem. I thought we'd run over. Oh, we have, okay. but damn it, let's hear Greg's poem. This is from Jamie from Big Brother. He wrote this. Locked in this house would be ungrouse. Don't take the mickey, mouse. I'm so hungry I could eat beef jerky. I'm so anti-poultry I could slap me a turkey. <laughs> I like to write poems and write to my sister. She lives in Togo, rides a pogo, and is trained by Ott Fister. To vote me out of the house, push 1-800-FUN. And if you want boobkus, you need only press 1. <laughs> Thank you, Greg Fleet, our Poet Laureate. Tomorrow we'll be joined by nobody at all, I think. Oh, We're not sure. Joey <laughs> it's Bookkiss on tomorrow's show. Thanks for the veto.